Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast. My name is Chris Bound, the editor of Hotel Analyst, and I am joined by editorial director Andrew Sankster. And here we are reeling from the fact that UK Chancellor Rishi Sunak has announced a big giveaway and a couple of decent-sized bonuses for the hospitality sector. Andrew, my, my inbox seems to be full of comments from people saying this is great news. I think it is. It's the first time I can remember that we've got uh, recognition for the hospitality sector as an industry and uh, a quite significant uh, financial boost to it as well. I mean, different estimates range, uh, you know, how much it is. I mean, I think the the Chief Finance Minister, Rishi Sunak, is claiming uh, four billion. Um, I think Morgan Stanley reckoned it was more like one and a half billion it was worth to the industry. But... um, so there's some variance there, but there's no doubt that the reduction in VAT, the sales tax, from 20% down to 5% for the next uh, six months is uh, is a big move. Um, he's, he's, I think one of the most interesting bits was his, I think it was what we called Sunak Suppers, I think it'll be called, over August. Monday, <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday nights, you can have £10 off your meals out, um, excluding um, alcoholic drinks. So I, I think... Th- that is, I think, is a very clever way of getting people back out, um, out of lockdown and back into um, pubs and restaurants. Um, you could be picky and say probably we didn't need uh, much of a VAT cut um, for the accommodation industry, given that right now, um, certainly for the next few months, we're probably going to have far bigger demand than supply can match because of the um, the volume mm. of domestic demand. But we're certainly going to be needing that kind of accommodation as we head into the late autumn and um, winter months. So I think it's a very welcome move. It's, it's, it's an exceptional move in terms of the recognition the sector is getting. It's a clear, you know, very very um, vocal in his acknowledgement of you know the two million plus jobs um, that are there um, as far as the, the sector is and how important they are and I think there's recognition in the government that actually they need this industry to get back online just to ensure we don't have uh, a major unemployment um, problem in the UK so yes I, I'm I'm happy with it and I have to say I mean for, for me Personally, I don't know whether you've actually been out to eat out yet, Chris, but um, I've already, one of the reasons improved my humour over the last couple of weeks as, um, in the podcast has been <laughs> I, I've been able to get down the pub. There's even ahead of um, the official opening on the 4th of July, there's a, there's a pub just south of me in, in, a, in a village um, just outside Cambridge um, where they, um, they were serving takeouts and we went down and um, had a few beers. We took a takeout and stood around on the village green, and it was very convivial. Everybody was socially distanced, just having a having a beer out in the evening sunshine. And one week we actually took the Sangster clan down there, and we had a Thai meal. We took our camping chairs and our camping table and sat there, had a Thai meal with some excellent cask beer. So it was, you know, really great. Um, you know, and I, I, I think you. You suddenly realise what you've been missing for three months um, to get out there and get into it. So, uh, so I think I think this move by the Chancellor will really help get everybody else out there and back into enjoying um, hospitality. So, yes, it is it, it is indeed welcome. Uh, well, no, I'm still shielding a partner, so um, she's technically not allowed out to the middle of August. So, 
I'm Gosh. still salivating, ready for my pint later. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> let's, let's get, look a little further afield. We're going to have a quick brief chat about the Chinese uh, hotel group Huazu, who came up with their results. Huazu has always been quite interesting to us because in China, it's been growing its budget and super budget hotel brands at a phenomenal pace which outshines pretty much any the growth of any other hotel brand company anywhere else in the world and then uh, they attracted their interest even more last december because they bought um, deutsche hospitality which gives them a good way into the european market as well as some european brands mid-market and upscale brands to expand into china off the back of their massive uh, budget platform there um so their figures you know substantially down about a third down in the first quarter and they warned that their turnover will be down about a third in the second quarter but of much more interest to us was where they see uh the the graph coming coming back the the, the demand and uh, um, revenues returning uh, in china uh, and also how they kind of mirror that in terms of what they believe is going to happen in europe with the deutsche properties andrew did you think this is Good news, the shape of the swoosh? Yes, a swoosh, swoosh, tick shape. Yeah, they called it tick, didn't they? Called yes. Tick, but a, yeah. a Nike swoosh is the, the fashionable way, I think, of describing it. it. It's looking more and more like it's going to be that sort of a recovery. So a significant downturn um, followed by a slow but meaningful climb back out of it. Um, that seems to be the shape we've, we've, we've got ahead. I think it's going to be a few years before we're back to where we were at the end of 2019, but but certainly it, it's it's coming back and it's going to come back. And I think um, Wazoo is nicely positioned. They're the biggest exposures in the economy segment of hotels and they are going to be the most resilient. Um, um, one question mark I did have with this was um, with the Deutsche Hospitality acquisition, uh, what happens now to the relationship between Oazu and Accor? So Accor CEO Sebastian Bazan's on the Oazu board, um, but really, do they need to be a master franchisee for Oazu now? Hmm. Uh, for Accor now, does Oazu need to be a master franchisee for Accor now? I, I'm, you know, I, I think there's a question mark over that given that there's a big overlap with what Deutsche Hospitality is offering. So uh, how that is un unwound is going to be interesting to watch over the next few years. But already the cross-shareholding is, is being diluted as the significant as Accor has been selling off. I mean, in interestingly, the, um, Accor has done much better um, holding Wazoo shares than Wazoo has done holding Accor shares. Mm -hmm. but, uh, <laughs> reflects the two experiences and the two sort of growth patterns, I think, where Accor or is and where Wazoo is but uh, um, uh, going forward I suspect there'll be more of a separation and perhaps a total separation ultimately um, um, and and Wazoo are going to be look like they're going to be significant um, players out in um, outside of China now too. Yeah and they, they always seem to move at a tremendous pace uh, and they've announced that they're going to completely integrate the Deutsche and uh, Wazoo systems and they've they're working through a 500 day plan um, and uh, good luck to them because you know if, if you can integrate those systems and really get some leverage uh, across you know Chinese traveling into Europe and Europeans going to China then uh, potentially could could win quite quite big 
Yeah, it's interesting. Five hundred day as opposed to five year plans. So. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't hang about those people at Wazoo. <laughs> now then, we're going to look at um, something which is a bit more stateside, um, but uh, does spill over into other parts of the world. Um, the some major investors, um, notably Colony Capital and Blackstone, have started defaulting on one or two of their um, debt payments uh, against hotel assets they have, particularly uh, in the states um but some of this could potentially be seen as them shifting their interest away from uh investing in hotels to look at other things or it might just be that this is the way you play it in america because if you've got a cmbs finance deal then you have to kind of force the other side to the table to have a discussion about changing the terms uh andrew do you think it's a part of a bigger trend or just the way it plays in america uh, well, I think you need to look at it on a company-specific basis. So, uh, Blackstone and Colony are both private equity firms. Colony with with a REIT structure, um, Blackstone now with a, a regular corporation structure. Um, Colony is exiting hospitality along with a number of other businesses, healthcare, industrial, um, and it, it's going all in on what it's describing as digitization this is everything data centers telecom towers all of that kind of stuff that's the focus for colony um, and it wants to flog off everything else and it's signaling it's actually going to take a hit if necessary just to unload all of this stuff to to focus on the future um, of these more digital real estate assets Blackstone, on the other hand, whilst it says, yep, um, there's no question that hospitality, along with retailers, been the hardest hit uh, sectors, um, it, it's still going to stick with hospitality. That it's, it's clear uh, from what they're saying. Um, of the, the dry powder they have, which is pretty substantial, over 150 billion US dollars of dry powder, they're earmarking around 30 billion to prop up. Um, existing troubled companies in their portfolio. They, 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 they're a believer in the long-term potential of hospitality. Um, they see it coming back and they want to hang on in there. And in fact, they're going to be proactive, I think, in um, making acquisitions. And they, they said they, um, they expect to be able to make some do some deals in, in hospitality ahead of many other sectors of real estate. So it's hospitality and retail. They're a bit more cagey about retail, I think, but certainly um, hospitality is, is, is still very much um, uh, a central focus for Blackstone. So I think there's a distinction there um, between the two. Um, I, I think the outlier is Colony, which is moving away entirely from hospitality. Most other private equity players like Blackstone are sniffing around hospitality and, and, and actively looking for bargains. There's most mu music is suggesting that deals are going to get done some point or the middle of next year, really, when we're um, when people have exhausted their reserves, when they're most stressed, that's when the rescue capital is going to get deployed. Um, but uh, certainly don't think that uh, don't expect Blackstone to exit our sector. No, and there's plenty of opportunities out there because we've seen Henderson Park and Hines recently buy make a big stake buying some some stuff on in Crete, which it looks like they're going to turn basically local hotels into internationally branded hotels. Yeah. So um, yeah, this that's a very early deal. Actually, yeah. it's interesting. Um, I, I don't think we'll see a huge number of those um, yet. 
um, uh, unless there's you know absolute distress there and they think they're getting a great price. But what is interesting is the volume of money that's waiting to be deployed is huge, and it's it's how much that's going to, to drive up pricing. I, I suspect that it's not going to be the the level of discounting that uh, these opportunity or vulture funds um, would like. Um, but um, there will be opportunities to build stronger businesses if, if they can prepare to do the heavy, heavy lifting. As saying hello to new hotel brands, uh, it's not so often that we say goodbye to uh, brands in the hospitality sector, but um, two have just been retired by their, their owners. Uh, first off, Room Key. And secondly, uh, Home Away. Now, Room Key, uh, I don't know if any of you remember it, was uh, a kind of joint venture. The six big hotel groups decided to create something online that was going to outgun or match the OTAs. This was back in 2012. Um, well, it didn't quite work out. And so uh, they finally admitted that RoomKey is pretty much dead and it's no longer doing hotel search. Um, so I don't know how many millions got ploughed into it by Choice, Hilton, Hyatt, IHG, Marriott and Wyndham. But uh, sadly, the experiment didn't work. And then the other brand that's going, Home Away, uh, is uh, part of a portfolio that Expedia has. Uh, they've Expedia bought Home Away with a little subsidiary brand called Verbo, V-R-B-O. Um, but uh, what's happened in the end is that Verbo's the, the son's overtaken the parent. Um, Verbo is, is the winner and uh, Expedia say they're going to retire home away because apparently Americans in particular prefer Verbo as a brand. Uh, we find it a bit of an odd one to say here. But um, uh, Andrew, was, was Roomkey ever a good idea? No, well, we, we, we said it was a rubbish idea from the get-go. When it was announced, we predicted its downfall. It's taken longer than I perhaps thought it was would have taken, it ought to have taken, um, but it's never worked. Um, so uh, you need a massive marketing budget. Mm. The, the key thing, what what you know, what does Booking do? What does Expedia well, do? Billions, spend billions, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, billions yeah. Um, doing that. And you know, why are hotel companies, A, they haven't got that, um, and B, why would they spend it in a, group collective effort rather than their own individual brands it was always doomed I think mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no loss there um, I think and yeah it's a bit of a loss I'm surprised home away went um, it's such I mean such a more better name than Verbo. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of understand because Expedia is essentially a US-based business, yeah. but um, the, 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 you know, the home away vacation rental bit, um, I think, has a bit, you know, worked for me in terms of as a as as an able, as a name, and I think they're really going to struggle outside of the US to to sell us on Verbo, but who knows? I mean, they must have done the research. One would hope. Um, and are assuming that um, they're going to be able to do it, but uh, I think it's a bad call. I think they should have, they should have um, ditched Verbo and stuck with Home Away. But who knows? I think a wider point here is um, I'm going to lead back to um, what we talked about a few moments ago in terms of Wazoo. Um, as one of the interesting bits with that, uh, um, what was just how well Wazoo is doing in terms of attracting guests to book direct uh, 
and unlike in previous recessions, notably 2001 and 2008, um, when OTAs were dominant in the recovery process, so far what we are seeing, and there are clear numbers in the Wazoo results here, we are seeing the hotelier outperform the OTAs. Mm. And, and yeah. there's quite a marked, I mean, that um, uh, analysts at Bernstein put some numbers out um, and they were looking um, at, at um, you know, month by month. And in May, um, OTAs had 15% share of Wazoo's bookings in 2019, but just 11% in May 2020. So May 2019, 15%, 11% in, in May 2020. Um, whereas the central res system had 52% in 2019 and 55% in 2020. Mm. So we're seeing this uplift, we're seeing in, in the central res and we're seeing things go down for the o OTAs. And there's a similar picture for, for March and April. Um, of course, the advantage hoteliers have this time around is most of the businesses initially has been very local and then it's widened out to be sort of a national market. Um, they don't really need OTAs because they haven't really got much in the way of international travel and it's hard to see that really coming back in a meaningful way for a year plus. So therefore right now hoteliers are in a great position to keep OTAs in their box and say look we don't need you anywhere near as much as we have done um, we're gonna go our own way and um, actually you need to start playing ball with us um, whereas the, you know there was a question mark about this um, how it was going to play out at the outset of this downturn so far it really has been different in this recession mm. different to the previous recessions if this can continue I think it's going to be a very different um, marketplace for these OTAs and they are if if it continues in this way they are massively um, overpriced in terms of their shares I mean how could booking holdings be worth twice as much as Marriott if indeed Marriott is now holding the cards um, and Airbnb if it does IPO I suspect the valuation isn't going to be too hot um, because as a distribution platform you know they're just not as valuable as they were uh, pre-COVID we'll see how it is in a year's mm -hmm. time um, in two years time um, but it does look like hoteliers have a unique opportunity right now to seize the initiative and, and really make a difference um, in terms of that OTA relationship. One of the things that I've just uh, covered in, in the daily news uh, also kind of which, which will play into the hands of the hoteliers is the fact that certain city authorities around Europe, uh, notably Lisbon in Portugal, are actually doing deals with, with landlords who previously might have rented their, their residential property via Airbnb and now putting them on long-term leases and they're putting they're renting them out to key workers in in that city so there's an interesting trend towards um, the reduction in inventory uh, for kind of home rentals in city centres where city authorities now see the pandemic as an opportunity off the back of it to kind of change the way people live in cities and and reduce the pressure from mm. from mm. holiday rentals I've yeah, and I suspect that regulatory piece is going to just grow in noise levels as well mm. as we come out. It's interesting, I mean, Airbnb is shouting, saying, look, we, we've got higher levels of bookings than we had uh, a year ago. Um, what that actually in reality translates to, I mean, it's not a, 
uh, a, a public company, so it's hard to, um, to these, these numbers aren't being audited. Mm. It's, it, it's um, so it's hard to verify them. But they're claiming that they're doing better. Uh, let's wait and see. I, I think they are. It's a very challenged market right now out there. And I suspect, I mean, we've talked about the the brand versus the you know branded hotel versus the uh, standalone vacation mm. home, um, w which is going to be the preference for consumers. But I, I suspect there's a big challenge for for Airbnb in this in this environment, and in terms of trying to guarantee cleanliness standards and that kind of thing, um, it just it's, it's much much harder with its model to, to do that. And the, the wisdom of crowds doesn't really uh, are you going to re rely on staying free of a virus? Due to the wisdom of crowds, maybe not. I suspect. So I, th I think that you, you're going to go for the the company with some um, backing. Um, so who knows? But uh, it's certainly right now where numbers are coming out, which are um, verifiable. Um, it, it looks like it's it's playing towards the hoteliers. It may change as we get further into the recovery. And this is but this is a this is a key one to watch. I think it's could shake up. The, the nature of hotel distribution for the long term. And on that note, we're now out of lockdown. We're going to sneak off for a couple of weeks break. Um, so we'll catch up with you when we're back. But meantime, we'll say bye for now.